You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz Quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And on today's show, we've got uh, Corey Barrier back on. You might remember him from earlier in the year, but he is a uh, executive sales coach, sales professional, I guess you would call him. Mm-hmm. He's out of the Raleigh, North Carolina area. And we're going to have him on today to talk about sales. But before we bring him on, we're going to jump into sales and marketing and just kind of chat about that for a little bit. So, Julie, question for you, because this is something that I've always, and to a degree still today, do, is kind of lump sales and marketing together. What is the difference, though? So, um, great question. I think um, for a lot of people, there's... Um, a blurred line there. Um, I, you know, I always like to ask this. So I'm going to, I'm going to, before I tell you my thoughts on it, I'm going to ask you two questions. Can you get sales? Can you market without getting sales? Yes. Can you get sales without any marketing? Yes. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so Yes, it, but technically it is much more difficult to get sales. But it's possible. It so is. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, I think that um, marketing is everything that you do to make people aware that you exist and to show people the value of what you're doing. Sales is the actual process of um, either moving people through your sales funnel or your pipeline taking somebody from being unaware of that you exist to having their growing awareness and then you start to nurture them into becoming a consumer or a you know purchaser of your product or service so marketing is very distinctive um, activities that you take to make people aware that you exist and to um, sort of show your personality and grow the brand um, sales is the act of selling to bring in revenue into your company. So then I guess the question comes up for a lot of people is where to spend their money in sales efforts, marketing efforts, you know, what's a good combination, um, that type of stuff. Because uh, everybody always talks about sales being the the, the heart of the company. Because right. obviously that's that's where the money comes from. So it's important that every every department, every person in the company supports the sales team in some way shape or form yeah but if you're not marketing then the sales team is worthless basically well if you're if you're not marketing the sales team has to work extremely hard if their jobs become harder but i think also it's industry specific right so when i think about sales teams that didn't have to rely that don't have to rely a lot on marketing and maybe i'm wrong so i'll be curious about your thoughts on this but when we both um, worked, you know, for a food distribution company, I, I don't think the marketing that they did was not marketing to get customers in terms of, you know, like new leads, right? 
their marketing was very different. So the sales reps were truly going out, calling on businesses, and working without this big marketing engine behind them. Sure, but they were essentially the marketing engine because in doing cold calls and and having quotas and all of that that you need to meet, you're, you're the person who has to go out there and push the company and market the company and get that business. So they're doing the marketing and sales at the same time, well, basically. But I would say that cold calling is part of sales, right? Sure, but if you're not marketing, then then the marketing, like if you're not doing like traditional marketing, like ads or, or whatever it is, like you might have some flyers or something that you hand out, but that person making that cold call, they are marketing and selling at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have, um, as you know, we sat down on Memorial Day and came up with like our sales goals for the month of June, right? And a big part of what we did on the sales side was figured out the marketing budget to support the June sales goals. So we recognized we have to up our marketing game in order to up our sales revenue. So they're definitely tied together. I'll be very curious. So when the first time we had Corey on, we didn't really talk about sales so much, right? We more talked about some financial experiences he had because he was part of that special series we did in December. So now we are, well, at least he was recorded as part of that, but I think we we recorded one too many episodes, so he was released after that. But we didn't speak so much about, about sales. So this time we're going to be very focused on sales and his process and and I'm I'll be very curious to hear his thoughts on um what he does with his clients with respect to marketing if anything or if he's strictly focused on sales process and and getting people into these consistent repeatable behaviors to help them build the sales machine because that consistency is so important in sales but it's also super important in marketing yeah, and that's interesting, and I don't know if that's a part of this conversation, and, and we're going to have to bring Corey on here in just a second, but um, the whole, like, because there's so many different ways that you can market, like, back to the original question where it's uh, that you, or the question you had to, for me, which is, can you sell without marketing? And I said, yes, and, you know, whatever, but, I mean, you know, maybe marketing's a part of sales, but, uh, you know, one of the things, and again, this is probably a different podcast that we, we'll need to jump into, is how do you factor in like customers, word of mouth into marketing, because that's, that could be a huge part of your marketing strategy, but you don't really have any control over that, but that's a whole other conversation. Right. And that's like, ideally you want that organic word of mouth referral type of growth. Yeah. That's, that's the best kind to have. Cause you don't have to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we should probably break and bring Corey in. Yep. All right, let's do it. Hey everyone, if you're like most entrepreneurs out there, time is not something you ever seem to have enough of. We get it. There are a million things that need your attention both in business and in your personal life. That's why we created Time Bomb. This is a self-paced course designed to help you determine what your time is worth and where you should be spending those precious hours every day. Right now, we have an option to buy the bundle, which also includes products designed to help you become more efficient with your time. It's a $70 deal you're getting for only an additional $30. Head on over to sbpace.com to learn more. Time bomb. Take control of your calendar. Gain control of your life. 
Welcome back. We've got Corey Barrier, the sales CEO with us. Corey, it is nice to have you back on the show. Thanks for joining us again. You are welcome. What's up, guys? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. We're looking forward to talking to you about sales because, um, well, this is going to, you know, when this airs, it'll air in the month of June. And um, Corey and I just sat down yesterday. We sat down on Memorial Day and went through our sales goals for the month of June. And they are big. They are significant. And every one of them can map back to a marketing strategy. So we're really curious about the difference between sales and marketing. But I think before we dive into that, why don't you tell our listeners exactly what the sales CEO does? How do you help people? So I'm, I mean, really plain and simple, I solve problems. And sometimes, Julie, those problems are, you know, sometimes they vary. Usually I come in and work with small to medium-sized businesses with their sales team. And then what seems to happen, so pattern anyway, is that I do a really good job with the sales team and they move me to a different department. Maybe it's an inside sales or maybe it's a call center or maybe it is, well, that's pretty much it. Call center, inside sales, outside sales. And I also typically work with the business owner as well. Okay. And so how do you, what's, what's a typical, um, let's say I was going to call you cause I needed help with sales. What's the typical symptom that, that I'm displaying that will tell you like, okay, I know, I know what the problem is that you're having and it really has more to do with your process than it does with your ability to close or maybe your offer is bad or something like, how do you, how do you diagnose? Um, so I ask really good questions and, and I keep asking questions until I figure out exactly what the pain point is. And for those people that are listening that maybe don't know what, understand what I mean by pain point, just think about when you go to the doctor, the doctor asks you a litany of questions before they write you a prescription. I do the exact same thing, except for I don't physically write a prescription other than I send them an agreement. Um, I think that answered your question, right? 100%. Yeah, uh, but I guess like the question that I would have then is, uh, in my mind, the majority of people who probably come to you, and, and if we're going to use the doctor analogy as well, is they're coming in and they're saying, hey, I'm hurt. Hey, I want to make money. How do I do this? I mean, is that how the conversation starts? Like, is, is that how people approach you? Like, uh, I mean, what does that engagement look like? Well, it could be. So that's a great question. And and, and you, yes, I, I knew there was another part of that I should have answered. <laughs> so, so typically when someone comes to me, they either the sales team, the numbers are down or they have a culture issue or both. And lots of times, if I'm being totally transparent, they don't know that it's a culture issue. They think it's just that their guys are not selling or, or girls, whichever. And, and, and really, that's typically not the case. It's not typically that the guys or girls are not just not flat out selling. It's that they don't have, again, kind of, kind of goes back to processes, systems and processes. They don't have those in place. Or if they do have them in place, their team isn't following them. And so if I go, so whenever that happens, then I have to have a conversation with the owner. And the conversation kind of goes like this. Like, here's what I, here's what I see, okay? But more importantly, I think, it's, I, I think it's important for us to look at maybe the team that you have. 
right? Here's a great example. If you can think about success, double what it is now, okay? Now double that again. And I want you to get a really great picture of what that looks like. Then I want you to tell me if you and the, and the team that would get you to that success, okay? So if, if once you get to that point and you're thinking about this wonderful time, then I ask you, so if I'm talking to Corey, I'd say, well, Corey, let me ask you a question. Um, do you think your current team can get you to that goal? And if the answer is, well, yeah, they should be able to, then I would say something along the lines of, listen, so the problems that you currently have, if you double in business, do you think those problems are going to go away or do you think they'll be doubly as bad? And the answer to that is typically they're going to double or they're going to triple. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, um, I, I love that approach because it really then forces them to go back and look again at that first answer of, yeah, I think the team can get us there. And um, we have, um, so when it, you know, taking it back just a little bit, um, when it comes to when people call us um, to talk about helping, getting help solving a problem, they almost never tell us what the actual problem is, right? They always think it's one thing. And it is always something different, right? And I think that's part of what takes, you know, as you're going through that, you know, sales process, it takes a while to get to this is what we're actually need to focus on because it's going to be the result. I mean, as an example, we just had somebody who called us last week who their, they, the um, call they started, the problem they wanted help solving was I don't have enough leads, it wasn't even close to what the actual issue was, right? But that was how it was presenting itself. He knew that he needed more sales, but didn't have a marketing strategy, didn't have all these other things in place. And so it's like, well, the only way to get leads is to start back here and do all these other things. Like, ah, oh, okay, okay. So it's very interesting like people, my knee hurts, right? My knee hurts. You go to the doctor and then the doctor does all these, you know, tests and asks all these questions and poking and prodding and realizes it's not really your knee that's bad. It's your ankle or it's your hip, right? It's just presenting itself in your knee. And that's basically what ha you have to diagnose your way through it. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I mean, something that I figured out like real life example. Um, like I've always had kind of like a lower back pain in my right, the right side of my back. And finally, after however long trace it back to my left hamstring, is always tight and that if I just stretch that out a little bit you know every day magically the back pain went away but like I mean you would you would never think that you're like oh the back's a problem it's like no your body's overcompensating and all of that um and so that will you know I didn't even mean to do this but good segue into the next <laughs> question um knowing that you know in business it's it's everything's connected so we were talking about how marketing and sales are to, to me and and in my mind they still kind of are the same thing or not the same thing but they exist in the same world like they you know, should and and so that's um I, I guess like your approach like from the sales CEO approach like are you working with people with marketing um, or like, like, how does that work? It is both. And so, uh, initially I come in as, you know, the person that's going to help change their sales problem. And 
if it if it is a marketing problem for me, I very much so like you guys. I've aligned myself with people that can fix those marketing problems, and I've educated myself enough to where I can say, okay, if you if it's not X, then it must be Y. I don't have all the answers to your marketing issues, but I have somebody that does have all the answers, and I'm happy to bring them in on our next session to diagnose what's going on with your marketing. So because marketing drives sales, and to tie this right together with the knee analogy, everything's connected. In the human body, every single part of you is connected in some shape, form, or fashion, and your business should be the same. Yeah. I have a question for you related to sort of when you're listening, like things that you're listening for. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about clubhouse, right? So we knew each other before clubhouse became a big thing, right? Cause we're both in RTA together, but clubhouse definitely fast tracked our friendship, right? So when you are in, you, you run a room. Um, I know things have changed a little bit. I just took a 30 day hiatus from clubhouse, but I'll be back. Um, we, you're, you were running a room seven days a week at 8 PM for seven figure sales, right? Where we talked about a lot of different things in that room, but I'm curious, what sort of things do you listen for? What sort of phrases, keywords, questions, types of things tip you off that somebody needs your service versus somebody would be more fall into the realm of where Corey and I could help them? So great question and so, so i look for things that i've struggled with i look for things that that i needed somebody for and when i hear those things where so here's an example when i first started my business coaching practice i i didn't really know what i wanted to coach on because i was thinking about what i wanted to coach on not what i could coach the best on and so I kept going through all these different things, mindset, all these, these things that I really still work work on, you know, indirectly. I just don't say that it's mindset, so to speak. And so th- does that make sense a little bit? It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. So, no, I, 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 mean, I look for people that, 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 that ask questions that are easy for me to answer and, and if I can hear the uh, the lack of confidence in their voice, that's also a pretty big indicator because let's just be honest, if you don't have self-confidence, you're probably not going to do great in business because nobody wants to buy from somebody that's not confident. They just don't. And that's uh, that's actually a really good point, and, and we just talked about that on a, a different <laughs> podcast. When it comes to uh, that, Julie and I just recorded. Not um, that, that'll be out uh, right after this one, I believe. Um, right before this one, I can't remember the order off the top of my head, but um, yeah, that that self confidence and, and like that's such an important trait for somebody, especially an entrepreneur. Like you have to you have to be confident in what you're doing, who you are, what you're selling, how you're selling, how you like everything. It. it and and it's tough, especially for people who might just be starting off, mm-hmm. because, or or if they're doing if they like branching into a new a new uh, territory, a new sales line, or whatever it is. But you just you still like you as much as I hate to say, you kind of have to fake it till you make it. Like you have to act like you're an expert until you actually are that expert. Yeah, I um 
I know that I've I've shared this story with you before, Corey. But when when Corey and I started SP Pace, um, I don't think we even really thought about the fact that we would need somebody to focus on sales for probably the first eight months. Right? It never occurred to us. That we would need a salesperson. I hope it wasn't eight months. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, it might have been before we were like, well, maybe. I don't know. It, it was. Yeah. It, it definitely wasn't an immediate thing. But I think, you know, when you were, as you know, you are, you're a solopreneur, right? It's just you a sales CEO, right? So, you know, SB Pace, it's just me and Corey. And so you're doing a lot of things. You're either bringing in people to support you with, you know, you know, contract work or partnerships or, Hey, if you help me with marketing, I'll help you with sales or whatever that looks like. And, or you're doing it all yourself, right? So me stepping into sales, I, in a million years, never envisioned that I would be a salesperson. I mean, I don't, I, I know I have told this story before. The only job I had in sales before working, you know, running SB Pace with Corey was that I sold cars and I sold, I worked for a car dealership for like 97 days and didn't sell a single car, didn't even have a lead. And I thought this isn't for me and I'm never going to do this again. And, you know, it was 20 years, 20, 25 years before I tried it again in SB Pace. And I was really nervous at first, right? So my, my question to you is, when you have a, when you are a very small operation, right, you know, five or less people, does every business need somebody focused on sales? And if yes, what does that look like if you can't have a dedicated person? I would say if you can't have a dedicated person, you know, if you think about, especially the folks that are listening to this right now, go back to the doctor analogy, right? That is really an easy way to diagnose problems for people. If you think about it in a sense that unless you give me all the information, I can't give you a diagnosis, that's sales, right? And if you, I know, Julie, you don't have kids. Corey, I don't know if you do or not. I don't think you do. But if if you, not you all together, if you all, I suppose, together or separately or whatever, ever have kids, then you will understand really quickly that you have to be a salesperson to get the kid to do shit. And that's just all, I mean, that's all there is to it. Think about it. If you've got, or a niece or a nephew, I'm sure you've got at least one of those. And imagine trying to get that niece or nephew to have their, eat their dreams, which we all know that's a challenge for a lot of kids. You have to be able to convince and negotiate with them in order to get the outcome that you're looking for. It's no different. The other thing is I believe that if you don't have sales in your business, I don't know how you make money because, well, I mean, sales is you're getting money for your product or your service. So if you don't have, if you don't know how to sell and, and listen, a lot of people don't identify salespeople. It's just the truth yeah. because there's such a negative stigma with it. And, 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 the, the deal is this. I, I believe that most people want the best for their customers or their clients. I don't think people are out to swindle you. I mean, are there some people out there? I'm sure there are. I don't really run across them. Or if I do, maybe I got swindled by them and I don't know it yet. But um, I'm, I really do believe that people just have this, this preconceived notion about salespeople being slimy, being sneaky, being this different person than normal people, but we're not. Like, 
you know? So. You, know you know what's interesting, Corey, is that um, so before um, Corey and I started SBP, so we worked, you know, corporate America, and we, um, the last place that both of us worked full time um, was a food distribution company. And I, all, pretty much all of the thoughts that I have about sales come from that experience because I was there like five years and the sales team, the sales reps were treated like royalty at that company and it was fun, right? They did so many fun things for the sales reps and they were so competitive in terms of like going out and getting sales and you could tell when it was the end of the month or the end of the quarter and people were hustling and they just, they did, they went above and beyond for the sales and Really, that was the first time in my life where I had heard over and over and over again, everyone supports sales. Everyone supports sales. And we talk about that at SB Pace all the time. Everything supports sales. So if we're going to build something, does it support sales? If, you know, whatever action we're taking, is this supporting us making another sale, staying close to the cash, doing those things? And that's that's kind of how we look at it. So the negative connotation that I had from trying to sell cars was completely wiped away from working for that company and seeing how important sales were and how it drove literally everything they did as an organization. And it was really, really fun to watch. So, Julie, I'm glad you brought that up because I think for that reason, that's why marketing people hate salespeople. And that's why salespeople, well, maybe salespeople hate the marketing people because the marketing people hate them. I don't know, but if you think about it, you know, if you give one set, one team like special treatment, which is kind of what it sounds like, and this happens a lot in um, in business, people do value the salespeople more than they do the rest of the organization. But the salespeople are just like the the guy that unlocks the door in the morning. If the door doesn't get unlocked, nobody can come in and do business. Sales, if you can't, if you don't sell anything, you can't have a business. So, I think you should treat your salespeople. You know, great, but I also think you should treat your marketing people great because they're driving the sale. Yeah, agreement, agreement. Well, I think we have to wrap. This went fast. It's great. I still have like a million questions, so you might have to come back on again. But tell our listeners how they can find you. And if there's, you know, anything you want to let people know about, please let them know. Sure. So you can find me at CoreyBarrier.com uh, and then all my socials are at Corey Barrier. Um, you can find me there and I do have some some things coming up. I can't mention it quite yet because things are not in place, but I'm super excited about it. Secret stuff? Is it secret stuff? It's secret for the podcast. I can't secret wait to right now, yeah. can't wait to hear about it. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you, Corey, for being on the show, and thank you to our listeners. As always, you can find everything that you need to know about Corey or our podcast in our show notes. Yeah, and you can connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn. We're on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we have a YouTube channel which you should already be subscribed to. Also, you can reach us on sbpace.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, like us, and give us a review. We appreciate all the feedback that you might have about this podcast. Yeah, and you can reach out about topics if there's something you're interested in hearing more about. Or, hey, if you guys want us to bring Corey Barrier back on to talk about sales again, let us know. We'll do it. We'll force him to come back on. He'll do it for us. We'll make him. We have a book. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon. It comes with a digital workbook 
and it's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. And if you've already bought it and read it, give us a review. Even if you didn't read it, give us a review. Yeah, that, we'll just take them all. Anything, that's fine. <laughs> um, but that's it for today. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.